what a day. I was not going to release a podcast, but all of this Vanderpump stuff came up and I made TikToks about it. And so we are going to have a little bit of a Tagenda short um, that I am putting out later in the day. So glad that I could do this. I also um, would encourage you all to go to TikTok. That way you can figure out what happened with the Grammys. You will get updates like this more often. So you are going to hear two TikToks. The first is my reaction for when Tom Sandoval's New York Times article piece came out. The second is going to be my take on Rachel's podcast that came out. And then once my brain had done a little bit more processing. So I'm going to film more content for you guys this week. I'm so sorry. Last week was hellish and busy with my real job and I was not feeling well. Um, But we'll be back on the bandwagon with more Vanderpump stuff, but also like other things that happen in pop culture. So you're not boring. And thank you so much for putting up with this weird format. We'll be back next week with I am fucking gagged. Completely gagged. Unwell. Okay? Friends. Family. Tagenda friends. I don't even know where to begin. Why don't we go in chronology of how we are here? Okay? I saw, because I'm in the Reddits for Vanderpump Rules, that Rachel had released another podcast last night at nine. Reddit, I have several thoughts. I'll do that in another video. But then I hop on Instagram and I see a quote and I see the responses to the quote and I can't, I'm like, no, this can't be a thing he said. Let me go find the original source. Tom Sandoval did an interview with a New York Times reporter earlier in the year. It is sometime between when he was filming confessionals and he had gotten a new assistant. So I don't know how recent this is. Maybe I misread. I didn't read carefully enough. But there are a few things of note before we talk about. Just read that. One, his new publicist is 23 years old and allegedly a crisis PR person. Like, look, I think that young people can be extremely talented I also think that you do not have the experience to be this man's crisis PR person at the age of 23. You just haven't seen enough shit as a professional yet. You have not, point blank. Second item that I found just fascinating is that he compared that he gets more hate than Danny Masterson, who is the Scientologist who was convicted for only a few of the rapes he committed and... He is so blithely unaware at how impactful that story was and how many people hate him. It took down Ashton Kutcher and Mila because, Mila Kunis, because they defended him. Like, what on earth is he talking about that he got more hate than Danny Masterson? Ashton Kutcher, who's a veritable superstar, and Mila Kunis, his other, his wife, who's a movie and film superstar herself. We're both taking the fuck out over Danny Masterson and defending him. He is not that special. At all. But then he fucking said this. I'm not a pop culture historian, really, but I witnessed O.J. Simpson thing and George Floyd and all these big things, which is really weird to compare this to that, I think. But I do think in a weird way, it's a little bit the same. This fucking narcissist. (laughs) First off, let's start with number one. O.J. Simpson, I believe it was 95, 96, was a murderer that, well, alleged murderer, who was one of the biggest football stars of the time, who 
was one of the first like recorded cases of like just a court case that took over pop culture. And it started with him fleeing down an LA highway in his white Ford Bronco. Like <laughs> that is a thing. But to compare OJ Simpson and George Floyd, George Floyd, like George Floyd, who was ruthlessly murdered by police for not even committing a, like a crime that sparked the Black Lives Matter protests of 2020. Are you fucking insane? OJ Simpson and George Floyd are both not comparable. George Floyd sparked one of the largest civil rights movements of our time, the largest civil rights movement of our time. It wasn't about an affair. It wasn't about some kind of, you know, you cheated on your girlfriend with your girlfriend's best friend. It was about a fucking life lost. It was about all the lives lost due to pr police brutality. It was about inequality. It was about recognizing that black people have been treated inherently unequally, especially by police and with police violence and had nothing to do with the fucking affair, you stupid fucking asshole. Let me collect myself. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot believe this is a thing. I can't. And what also is so telling to me is like, look, let me make myself smaller. This bitch is bad at her job. The fact that she let this interview continue on the record. Uh, this man is a complete narcissist to compare himself to George Floyd. And this is why Ariana talked to him like he was a fucking idiot because he is. This is outrageous. Please hold him. And now to the other part of the article that I found hilarious and why you don't hire a 23 year old idiot. <sighs> I don't mean to denigrate the young people, but this girl's bad at her job or he's bad at his job. I can't even catch gender. They're bad at their job. <laughs> Someone at Bravo, at least the publicist had enough sense to be like, yo, Bravo, be aware. He said this. And at least they have their shit together, probably because there are people who were Bravo stars who were arrested during the protests because they have a history of civil rights in their family. Thank you. Portia Williams Gubadia, I think that's how I say it. Did he really do it? He did. He really, what, what exactly did he said? Maybe he wasn't ready for it. Sandoval cannot speak for himself. Like, what a fucking disaster. But here's my favorite part of this whole scandal. Katie's a real one. And she has been because this girl stood up when her boyfriend and Randall were saying awful things about calling the cops on people. And she was like, it's not funny. It's not funny. This was like season eight. Katie was like with the program. <laughs> the other Bravo celebrities, Gertie, <laughs> calling out this quote. All of this is happening on Betches by Bravo's account. It is. It is alarming that Tom Sandoval continues to speak. It's disrespectful what he said. It's, there are just very few words. I, my mind is blown. It's completely blown. But at least Katie got that dig in. Bring Schwartz in it. Get him, girl. This might become a Katie Maloney stan account. Also, I'm obsessed with Dr. Nicole Martin. I, like I, there are a few 
I don't think there's another housewife who I have just thought is perfection. I love her, but what a psycho. Like, he's just, honestly, I do think Tom is a terrible person. He should probably put himself in the mental facility like Rachel. <sighs> okay. I have to do another video about Rachel gone rogue because that's a whole thing. I don't know if I have the emotional capacity to do it now. But stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> I, I think I, I, I'm still processing. I'm so pissed. I cannot believe anyone would say this in this day and time. <sighs> Rachel, baby. I do not listen to this podcast because her voice is not my favorite. However, I did watch a few clips and I carefully read, carefully read the recaps on Vanderpod recap. So I have some things that I would like to discuss because this is a big Vanderpump day. And now that I've calmed down a little bit about the Tom of it all, there are some things I'd like to share, some things I would like to put out there. So a few things. I want to talk about the Nima of it all because she spends a lot of time recapping her emotions and her feelings about Sheena talking about Nima on her podcast and how Rachel allegedly said that Tom approached her about being in an open relationship. And I think that there is no one to blame here except for Rachel and Tom's behavior. So it seems to me, based on what she said on the podcast, which essentially was, I didn't say that Tom told me that Ariana and him were in an open relationship. I said that the vibe that they were giving off was that they were in an open relationship and he was kind of flirting with me. But even if he was, I still would prefer Ariana. Like, okay, like... That got lost in translation through the loops. And the whole reason that Sheena did the podcast was because she was being rigged over the coals for lying about saying that just for like, oh, Sheena's only saying that for drama or because it has to be about her or whatever. Like, no, Rachel did say something to Nima about them being in an open relationship and preferring Ariana well before, allegedly, their relationship started. And I think that's okay. Like, this is how rumors get started. Sorry, like... The for me, the details and the semantics of it all doesn't matter. Like you did say something about them being in a relationship and having that vibe that was translated poorly. And it was translated even more poorly when you decided to screw Tom Sandoval. Sorry. The other thing, and I want to thank um, Besties by Christina. She did a really, really great job of this because when I was listening to the after show and then reading the recaps, I was like, Tom's recollection of this podcast is not matching my recollection of this podcast. I listened to it at the time in full and I don't remember Nima talking at all, at all, at all about anything sexual about Rachel. Like that was not the giveaway. Like that was not what the podcast was about. I remember him saying like they were dating. I remember him saying that like the explaining the open relationship thing, but other than that, like I, all of this talk that he was saying about, oh, it's so sexual and gross and Rachel was so upset. And I was like, I don't really think there's that much to be upset about. And Christina, or yes, Besties by Christina, did a great job of going back and pulling the podcast. He had like one throwaway line about her trying to sleep with her and Sheena's bed for like, honestly, it was five seconds. 
I don't think it was a key takeaway. It's something everyone else would have missed, but her anxiety obviously would have picked up, which I have a lot of empathy for. However, like she herself admitted that she slept with her friend's boyfriend in her friend's bed while she was at her grandmother's funeral. Nothing's going to top that. Like Nima and Sheena did not in any way, shape or form, like denigrate her character or were wildly inappropriate in the podcast. I, <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it. The other thing I will say, and I know I'm probably going to catch some heat about this, but I think people are way too harsh on Sheena and her motivations. She gets to be really angry that she admits she shoved this girl. This girl goes and exaggerates her injuries and then files a TRO against her. There was no, absolutely no reason for that level of violence to go to court. There was no reason for like... <laughs> On a scale of one to violence that has been on or off this show, this is at a 0.5. And I understand Rachel not wanting to accept anyone hitting her, but I highly doubt that Sheena Shea was like, let me deck this bitch in the streets like that. Like she ruined her phone, sue her, and she shoved you, that's bad. But it did not amount to the level of like, I need to file a restraining order to like get rid of her. Like no one had talked to you. No one cared that much. I do think that was out of line. I'm going to maintain that it was out of line. Like you could have at least pressed charges first before you said I need a restraining order. And the reason for the restraining order, if we look back was there were several reasons given. Oh, we needed a cooling off period. Oh, she didn't really hit me that hard. Oh, well she did hit me, but like it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. So for all of us to be saying that like Sheena is just looking for attention. Sheena was a victim here. Full stop. Okay, if we go back, her two friends betrayed her. They lied to her for months. She was trying to fish it all out. And again, these two people she trusted immensely lied to her for months, then gaslit her by changing their stories on national television, tried to make her out to be a liar about things she didn't lie about, and then filed a restraining order that caused her an undue amount of stress when she was already suffering from PP postpartum OCD. Sorry. You don't get to swing the narrative that like Sheena was out of line for one, talking about Scandaval, two, clearing her name, three, doing things in retaliation. Yeah, she did some shit in retaliation. She was pissed. Then the consequences of your shitty actions. But I will say, one, I did enjoy reading these podcast recaps because it seems that Rachel is a lot more clear that the villain is Tom Sandoval. I don't think she's quite there yet because I think she does have a lot of hostility towards LPP because of the Graham situation. She seems to also have a lot of anger towards Sheena, which she just needs to get rid of, in my opinion. Like, but again, I'm not her therapist, do what you gotta do. But I do appreciate that it seems that she's starting to understand what a horrible, horrible person Tom was. Because as much as Rachel, this girl right here, did a lot of bad stuff, and she was duplicitous and harmful and awful to her friend, the truth of the matter is the biggest villain in all of this is Tom, who was lying and manipulating her to no end, like disgustingly. He took advantage of her, he lied to her, he made a lot of false promises in order to continue a behavior he knew was bad. Like I do think that it's true that she is both a villain and a victim. And I don't think that we should lose that nuance. Come for me if you will, but I think that's very much true. And it was refreshing to see her start to process all the ways in which Tom was manipulating what she was hearing in the facility and Tom and frankly her mother also were telling her things that she probably shouldn't have had been hearing while she was in the facility and that Tom was using her for his different like emotional I would argue narcissistic needs 
And I like a lot that she is processing that this is in fact, you know, <laughs> a lot of his fault. I just really can't stand this idea that like we're seeing on the show and that she's also promulgating that the people they hurt in many very hard ways don't get to still be angry and don't get to do things in retaliation or don't get to do things that they feel are necessary for their healing and like clearing their names. That's not fair. It's just not. So I'd like to thank Christina, we love you over here, um, for going and getting the NEMA of it all. And Vanderpod recaps the Instagram for helping us figure out what happened during this clip because I was not going to listen to that. I just wasn't. I just wasn't. <sighs> so we're going to pivot back to this now that I have a few more thoughts going on. I've, I've gone from stunned to like intellectually processing that this is happening during Black History Month. He said it in November. I went back and did some reading. Um, and I would like to say this. There have been certain moments in our collective history, especially our modern history, that we talk a lot about, or we have had a, a, nas a national conversation about racism and inequality. The first we would know, many know as like civil rights that happened in the 1960s. I would argue the next biggest one was in 1992 with the Rodney King riots in LA. And then the third next massive one was the uprisings that we had in 2020 and protests about the unjust and horrific, horrific murder of George Floyd. I feel really bad that there's going to come a point in time when George Floyd's family and George Floyd's daughter has to understand that this douche canoe said this thing. And the thing is, this thing shouldn't be harmful, right? It only gives as much oxygen as we continue to give to it. So I think that there should be a condemnation from Bravo. Bravo needs to say something because this is bad. I think that it shouldn't rest on the backs of the black women on Bravo, like Gertie and Jordan from Martha's Vineyard or Summer House Martha's Vineyard to do that. I think there need to be more allies across condemning this, like Katie Maloney, like Dr. Nicole. Um, and I think that after this, we need to stop paying this man attention. He needs to go all the fuck away because this is just so ignorant and disrespectful.